It's time for the ultimate face-off. The Beard Bowl is here as the two best teams square off to see who the champion of the facial fuzz is. Our friends at Manscaped are prepping everything you need for game day. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the MVP of facial grooming, offering precision trimming, water-resistant technology, and enough styling options to outplay any opponent. And guess what? You can join the winning team along with the 10 million men who already trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code POA for 20% off and free shipping. Craft your winning look with Manscaped. Y'all, I love Manscaped, and not just because it helps me uh, not have the nicks and cuts on my dicks and butts. I do love the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's great, but my favorite thing is the ball toner, the ball deodorant, all that good stuff that keeps me smelling really good. But I got to say, my beard's looking really nice right now, and it's really easy because uh, with their beard trimmers, they don't have the uh, guards that you have to keep replacing. They've just got a little clicker, so I go, yep, I am a seven today. That's what I want. Oop, my mustache is going to be a six and a half. Click, click. Boom. It's super easy. Uh, it's so easy that a me can do it. And y'all know how silly and dumb I am. It's great stuff. Trey, tell them a little bit more about our friends at Manscaped. Silly and dumb indeed he is. Listen, y'all, don't let your beard be benched. It deserves the spotlight on the biggest stage. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate franchise player to take your grooming game all the way to the end zone. This package has made it easier than ever to craft your signature look with ease. Featuring the Beard Hedger Cordless Trimmer, it packs one guard with 20 different lengths. That's right, no more messy drawers full of guards. But wait, there's more. The Beard Hedger is water-resistant as well, running under the sink, shaving the shower for easy cleanup. It's time to move the sticks from your old beard razor. Look and feel ready for the big game every day with Manscaped's beard formulations, including beard balm, beard oil, and shampoo plus conditioner. Lastly, as a bonus, Manscaped has thrown in a beard accessory pack, including a beard brush, beard comb, and beard scissors. For the finishing touches every modern bearded gentleman deserves. That playoff beard has never looked better. Trust Manscaped to get the job done. So here's what y'all could do to get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our code POA. Gear up for the real halftime show where your beard takes center stage. With a redneck flare, oh yeah. Two rednecks, but we're still fancy, putting on airs. We might not know much about history, we don't care. We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts. We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot. Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs, sip on our tea, putting on airs. Two rednecks, but we're still fancy, putting on airs. We might not know much about history, we don't care. We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts. We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot. Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs, sip on our tea. 
count your blessings Cause all the squirrels that you ran over That you think are nameless, faceless Their families are getting together And plotting on you from the attic and basement So even though Corey is dumb, fat, and bald He knows how to avoid drama Don't get squirrels involved Two rednecks, but we're still fancy Putting on airs We might not know much about history We don't care We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs Sip on our tea, putting on airs What's up, Airheads? Welcome back to another rendition of Putting On Airs. I'm Trey. That's Cho. We're in the virtual Airstream studios. How you doing over there, buddy? Oh, Chuck, what's that? Grape juice? What is that? You got some kind of health uh, potion, concoction? It's uh, it's Kool-Aid. It's water with uh, squirt. It's yeah. not Kool-Aid. It's, it's, it's water with squirt. Uh, you know what I mean? But it tastes just like Kool-Aid. But yeah, I'm doing the whole, uh, this is one of those bottles where it's got the times marked on it so that I know, like, I need to have drunk this by then. Listen, I want to say something. You know how some people are, they've been drinking for a long time and they go, shoo. I need to dry out. Whatever the opposite of that is, I guess it's I need to wet up. I feel uh-huh. that right now. I've now been sober since December 28th, and I'm just sitting here just going like, you know, I need to just fucking pull one. That's what I need to do. Yeah, you do. What's that got to do with your Kool-Aid? You're just saying the Kool-Aid ain't hitting for you because you wish no, you had vodka in it? Yeah, and yeah. I'm just looking you. at me doing this thing where I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's it's 4 p.m. I'm, I'm on schedule. I've drank enough water and like, that's great and I should do that. But like, I want to turn a couple back, throw on some Sammy Kershaw, live my life, get out in my garage, throw some darts, get naked, you know. Yeah, I love that like, Instead of all that, you being your best self and your healthiest self includes uh, drinking a, like, darker than Satan's asshole <laughs> brew of Mio and water or whatever, or Kool-Aid or whatnot. Because I use Mio, too, or as you said. It's squirt. still water. We, we don't have to be brand uh, loyal here. <laughs> squirt. We call it squirt. Y'all know the little thing, little bottles you squirt into your water to flavor it. They got a bunch of different kinds nowadays. I, I, that shit hits for me, too. Love it. Uh, but you control how much you put in it. And yep. I use it, so I know for that to be that <laughs> coal black, you have got to have put an insane amount of squirt in that, like a half <laughs> bottle of squirt in that. And it's funny that you're like, well, I'm trying to stay hydrated. I'm tracking my it's water intake, water. you know what I mean? And it's like, that's water? It looks like sludge. But uh, listen... But- I fill it up to here with water and then put the, so it's that, still that much motherfucking water. You know what right. I mean? I mean, I, I'm I just really saying. wish that this, I really wish that this water bottle I had was like transparent or something you could see in there. Cause I've got some squirt in mine and I wish uh-huh. we could compare the like transparency <laughs> of my squirt to your squirt because it would be uh, illuminating. It would. Yeah. Because like that's, you know, you just want, I just want, as I get older, and I'm, you know, no judgment. I'm just saying, cause I know it's like squirt, it's like zero calorie, it's sugar free, it's yeah. all fake sugar and shit. So Make I know that. But as I get older, I like, I don't, dude, I never thought I'd be this way, but like I buy a Gatorade or a Gatorade Zero even in a fucking uh, hotel sundry or something. 
and I dilute it when I drink yeah. it. Like I, Such I, a pussy. I just don't. I just don't. As I get older, I'm like, God damn, that's sweet. And so, like for me, squirt is just like a like a tiny. So if you saw a cup that size of my water that I put squirt in, you'd be like, that's a strange, not watery color. That looks oddly. <laughs> Is that pinkish or something? Did you did you spill something in that? It looks a little off. You know, you wouldn't be like, is that what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drank? Because goddamn, <laughs> look at that. You know, like, it would be pretty different. I just I go much lighter on the squirt than than you be. It's like that famous internet moment where Tom Segura found out Bert Kreischer drinks a gallon of Kool Aid a day or whatever. Because it's like. Yeah. I'm sure he was drinking full sugar Kool-Aid and that obviously is very different, but it is still kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. You're like, no, this is my, this is my water bottle. This is my hydration. I'm keeping track of it. I'm being good. But and you're like, it, you it can't dope. see anything through that. Yeah. That's like <laughs> dark as night. Your water is <laughs> That ain't what water is supposed to look like. Water's famously the opposite of that. Okay. But don't it still count though? Am I not still hydrating myself? Because I mean, clearly it does. Because like we've you've talked before about how like you're you 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 had a mammal who literally never drank water ever. <laughs> drank so, like, tea. People, I don't, and I'm pretty sure my in laws or at least my father in law who like looks better than me by the way at 65 never had an extra ounce of fat on him his whole life. Like I'm pretty sure he don't drink water either ever. Like he just drinks like. Uh, sun drop and shit like yeah. that and so it's like now, evidently you don't have to have just water but like me though my body like if i i can't be hydrated by other things or i feel dried out i have to have like water and i can put a little bit of squirt in it but it just don't hit me the same if it's i don't know i don't get well, quenched by things that taste real sweet some they leave a th- taste in my mouth that makes me still feel thirsty i don't know what it is like i need just said. water all that said, I truly believe I'm getting the same amount of hydrated. However, you probably are. I, however, I guarantee you this right here, eat up with cancer. You know what right. I mean? Like, eat, I mean, just tumors all in this motherfucker that I don't that I refuse to read about. It is so comically dark. Is that grape <laughs> flavored? It's grape. It's grape. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Which is this is what grape Kool Aid would look like. Bro, that looks like, I feel like in the late 90s during the extreme era, like Pepsi came out with Pepsi Midnight or something yeah. like that. And then, you know? was, uh, and then there was the uh, Puma, no, it was, uh, oh, what was that energy? Josta. Remember Josta? Mm-hmm. I do. Mountain anyway. Dew got pitch black now. Mountain Dew pitch black. Well, that looks like what you're drinking. Like, uh, well, I wish I hadn't have even came on, honestly. No, I wish I, no, I don't so, have you. You said you wanted to start this time, which is fine with me, but I remembered something. You're not even you're not even going to remember having said this to me. But a few weeks ago, you were like, hey, can you talk to Katie about a thing? Because I want to talk about it on PLA. Daddy's list. Daddy's list. I remember. I've been oh, waiting. You remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because well, I had I, Amber give me hers. I had Amber give me I, hers. I know that. I know. So, all right, here's what he's talking about. He told me that he had Amber give him his her daddy's list, you know, which is some of y'all might like you know, hall passes, things of that. Now, you know what I mean? Famous people who super hit for you to look at. Everybody's got them famously. That's what everybody says. He told me like two or three weeks ago, he was like, will you get Katie's uh, so we could talk about it on POA? And I told you at the time, I was like, that's going to be disappointing for my end. And I know it sounds like I'm just saying that, but I know how Katie is. That's not really going to hit. And you're like, well, I still want to do it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Then I totally forgot about it until this morning, maybe because of, 
what I want to talk about if we have time, but I'm going to wait and see if we get to him or not. He's a daddy from way back, but we'll tease that okay. for later. Maybe knowing I wanted to talk about that guy made me remember, oh, right, I should ask Katie about her daddy's list. And as I told you what happened, she was very, she was like, she was like, I don't, I don't have one. I don't do that. I've never done that. She was, you know, she was like, you know, I told you when you texted me, I said, there's one that Don't I know you put for your sure. Goddamn foot down and make her do some shit. Be one like, one that hey, I know for listen. sure. The only one I know for sure is Robert Downey Jr. Right, that's the yeah. only one she's ever acknowledged. And I was like, I know that, but there's got to be other guys. And she was like, I never. She's like, I never got in it. She was like, even when I was like a teenager, like she started rib ribbing on me because we just redid the house I grew up in. She was like, I didn't have posters above my bed that because I, I had never poster, found men attractive a, that's why i, I had a poster of britney spears above my bed growing yeah. up and i posted tyra banks on the wall and stuff and katie always like you know gives me shit for that and laughs at me and stuff like every teenage boy on earth didn't do that right but she brings that up and she was like yeah i never did that i didn't i didn't have those and i was like well you know you're the weird one right i was like because it's yeah. not just a boy thing i was like i had a little sister i was like <sighs> and Paige had posters and shit Paige had Paige had NSYNC Backstreet Boys. Paige's number one back then was JGT. Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. She was a huge Leo guy. That's like Titanic era Leo. Yep. She was obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. She did also like JTT a lot. Don't get me wrong. He was in the mix. But I was like, you know, Tiger Beat is a, was a whole thing. Yeah. Like, girls definitely do that. You're the weird one for not doing that. And she was like, well, then I'm, weird. I like, well then I'm weird. I'm weird because I didn't do it. You know, and so... The only name she would give me was uh was Robert Downey Jr. And I even tried to throw out some other I was like, I'm pretty sure that on Amber's list is Jason Momoa. Number and one. Right. And Katie was like, she's like, Oh, you know, he's fine. Whatever. It's fine. I just don't she just was giving me nothing, which I did tell you was what was gonna happen. But that's this I is... wanted but I wanted to give you an opportunity to say what you wanted to say about it, which I think I know where this is going and I'm yep. looking forward to it. Uh-huh. But yeah. So I tried this morning and it didn't that's what happened. Robert Downey Jr. is the only one she gave me. I'm saying this knowing that Katie is listening to this. And I've yeah. already texted her because as we're recording this, it is her birthday. I don't it know if you birthday. want me to say that, but I'll say it. Happy birthday, yeah. Katie, as we're recording this. I know exactly what's going on here. There has been a long-time theory that now Katie has certainly exposed. The reason that Katie doesn't want to give you her daddy's list is because it is true that bitch is 54 years old, okay? <laughs> yep. There's been so, a lot. Go ahead. You're about to she make She don't want to say Don Johnson. She yeah, don't okay, want to okay, say okay, Don okay, Johnson. All right, okay, okay. Well, that, all right. Well, that, I thought you were, for a second there, I thought you were just saying, like, uh, I thought you were implying, like, that, you know, back then they had to worry about the depression and Vietnam and stuff and they didn't have posters on their wall. That's what I thought you were saying. Right? I, I'm not, and, I, unfortunately and, I'm not funny enough to say that. I went and for I was a like, funny I was going to say what's funny you say that because the guy I was going to talk about later was daddy for that era of women for like 50 something year old women and whatnot. But I get what you mean now. Yeah. Okay. She's a, uh, she'll out herself as being old. Yeah. I mean, I've been cracking those jokes all day. You know, this, this morning we first woke up, I was like, happy, happy birthday, the big four or five. How you feel? You know, it's yeah. It's a thing. She's used to it. Just so everybody knows, she's not act. The people, a lot of people listening right now, especially airheads only, have no idea what we're talking about. I had, I used to, it's a running joke now. And early on in our relationship, I had like a conspiracy theory that I shared with Katie that Katie was aware of that I thought Katie was lying to me about her age and was secretly like at least five or six years older than she purported to be. She is. The reason I thought that. It, 
the reason I thought that was just because we met when we were like 23, she 24. She has a polio vaccine scar on her arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got the yeah, she got that little <laughs> ring from the the consumption shot they used to get or whatever, yeah. like the TB shot. Yeah, but uh, when she was just so much, like so much more mature that we met working at the same place together with people who are all around the same age, a bunch of people in their early twenties in Cookville, Tennessee. And she was just so much more grown than everybody else. Like I did before I even asked or knew her age, I was like, she about 30. Right. And again, <laughs> at the time I'm 23. Right. And, uh, I was like, she's at least close to 30. She got to be, you know, this is a grown ass woman. She's not like these other fucking little girls around here. Like she's, at, she's gotta be 30. But then I'm, you know, somehow I heard whatever her age finally came up and she's like, no, I'm 24. And at the time I was like, I don't buy it. Ain't no way you're, you ain't no way you're that close to me. You're, you too much. And then over the years, little things would happen that she has an explanation for. Like one of them was the only, only one I can remember right now is like her aunt pulled out some baby pictures, right. Of Katie and her sisters and stuff. Katie, when she was a baby and a toddler. And they had the date on them because back then cameras and shit, they put the date in the corner. They had the date mm -hmm. on them. And there's Katie <laughs> is like what is clearly a like three year old. You could see JFK getting shot in the background. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but it's like <laughs> what is clearly like a three year old Katie. Right. And the date says like 1981 or something <laughs> like that. And this is in the family album. Right. And so it, I kind of like joked with her about, I think you're older and you say you are, but then like this shit would happen. And I would be like, Katie, how old are you? Like, I was like, it's, a, it's okay. You could tell me. And I'd, be, I'd be like, were you married before? Are you running from something? Like what? Like how, Gino you know, Temple she, in Fargo. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And she was like, why, what are you talking about? And I was like, you are at least three years old in this picture. And it says 1981 in the corner or whatever. It's like, that means you were born in 1978. You know, she was, and she was like, she's like, that's stuff. She's like, aunt Cindy just had the setting wrong. The camera, the setting on the camera's wrong, you know? And again, at this point in time, I'm sitting there looking at her like, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's yeah. Such, it's easy for you to say, but I don't buy right. it anyway. At this point, uh, you know, I do believe that she isn't older than she says, but it's been a running joke for a long time. But anyway, back to the daddy's list. Uh, yeah, that's all she gave me, but you go ahead and get into it with Amber. Cause again, I know where this is going and I know that it hits for me. So, uh, so go well, ahead. Aside from all, <laughs> aside from all that, I just want to say how old this made me feel. I'm going to read them off. We don't have to discuss them all. We can discuss what you want to discuss at the end because it still holds true. Uh, it still holds true. Even though she knows that I feel that way. She didn't even fucking try to throw me a goddamn softball. But I, I want to read these off to you, and you just tell me how many of these you don't know who the fuck they are. Uh, oh, number okay. one, number one, Jason Momoa. Of course, we know mm -hmm. him. Number mm -hmm. two, Manny Montana, who no she idea. puts in, she put in parentheses so that maybe I would know. Neck tat daddy. <laughs> so, that don't help me at all. Me either. But that's neck tat daddy. Uh, number three, Shamar Moore. No yeah. idea. Oh, okay. I know Shamar Moore. He's a good looking. Uh, he's guy? a good good looking black guy. He okay. was, well, I think, a black male model. I think who then got into acting, and he's been on one of those like, uh, he's on like SWAT or NCIS or one okay. of those like dad cop shows. I probably been recognize on, him. He's been on one of those. Is for he like the one that looks like Jason 15, Taylor for fifteen years? I don't know. Bald. Jason Taylor's like super duper bald, and I don't think of Shamar this Moore as being bald. bald. I mean, maybe. Okay. I mean, he might be now. Uh, I was going to take it. 
Uh, no, he is bald. You're right. No, you're right. I'll Jamar Moore is bald. You know what? I'll I guess he it. does look like, well, but he's black too. And you famously yeah. have the position that black bald don't count. Uh, God damn it. You're right. Okay. So, well, whatever. I, by the way, I'd like to say my wife has a black guy at number three. Woke as shit. So yep. give yep. it up for. Um, woke mind virus. Has that's right. To Mrs. Number Cho. Number four, we know Charlie Hunnam. We actually talked about him last week, which I, you know, handsome guy. Number five, I, this same, this sounds like a name I would know. Jesse Williams. Do you know Jesse Williams? Mm-mm. No, yeah, I don't, I don't know that one either. Uh, number six, we know, but she has a caveat to it. It's uh, C- Cillian Murphy, but parentheses mainly as Thomas Shelby. She claims that he's not really daddy in most things that he does, but when he's Thomas Shelby. He's all of a sudden daddy. She had this revelation. Like when we watched Peaky Blinders, she was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And she's like, he's daddy. But in other things, he's not. Then when we saw him in Oppenheimer, she was, I was like, is he still daddy? Because to me, he looks a lot like how he looks as Thomas Shelby. And she's like, he's like a quarter daddy in this. She's like, I really think he needs to be Thomas Shelby for me. I mean, I get why. Okay. I'm of, two, I'm of two minds about that because, first of all, and I know we're talking about only famous people here, so the bar is much, much higher across the board. But, like, Killian Murphy is Killian. one of the most one of the most objectively objectively attractive Agreed. men on the planet. He's got Couldn't the fucking more. cheekbones and all that. He's chiseled out of stone. He's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's always got that face. But... I, I do still know what she means because you couple that with the whole like fucking Manchester vibe. gangster yeah. vibe with the fucking he's a yeah. badass and he's troubled and he's got the accent and all that shit. It's definitely going to, ru- you know, ratchet him up a few notches for sure. I heard that like outside of acting and stuff like as a person in real life, he's super, super socially awkward and introverted yeah. and don't like That's talking to people. Stuff. That, well, that makes him hit harder for me. Cause I, me cause I relate to that. Like I saw a bunch of memes and stuff made about him at the golden globes and shit where he's visibly uncomfortable to be there. Like you could tell he's just like, none, none of this is for me. And right. uh, that might, that makes me like him more. I mean, I already was a huge fan of his, but I'm just saying he, I like him. He more also now. was on some red carpet thing where uh, Harry and Megan walked by and uh, they were trying to shake hands with everybody, and he, like, ducked away and visibly kind of scoffed at them, you know, because, I mean, you know, my man's Irish. They don't hit for him. Hell, uh, yeah. That, that hit for me. Okay. Keeping it real. Another one I don't know. Maybe you do, and I don't know if I'm saying it right. Sam Hogan, H-E-U-G-H-A-N. Sam Hogan. No idea. No, no. No idea. only Hogan I know is Hulk and Paul. And it'd be yep. hilarious if either of those were on her list. <laughs> yeah. If Paul Hogan, especially yeah. Crocodile Dundee, yeah. was like number six on her daddy list in 2024, that would really hit for me. That would be great. Um, <laughs> um, number eight, uh, I only know who this person is because of her parenthetical. Uh, Cam Gigandet, and that parenthetical is first ever daddy. And I only know what he looks like. He was in some teen show, uh, or not teen show, in, in like, well, maybe it was like The Hills or something. Um Number nine, Scott Eastwood, you know, the yeah. track. I get That's it. Good looking and number dude. ten and number ten, Sebastian Stan. Um uh-huh. so okay. there you go. Yeah, he then, so Katie, I do actually remember now I do remember how this came up. I actually I woke up this morning and I had been having a dream and you know, an unachievable will never happen dream, obviously. I've been having a dream that I was working on a movie. I've been hired on a movie. 
that's all you need to know to know it'll never right. happen. But I was working on a movie in this dream, a movie with uh Jeremy Allen White from the Bear, yeah. right? And I don't even remember what happened. Well, you know, I forgot that even happened. But I woke up this morning and me and Kay were better, or whatever. And it's like I just had a dream I was in a movie with Jeremy Allen White, and she was like, "Who?" And I was like, "Jeremy Allen White, you know, from the Bear. He's." hot shit right now and she was like i have no idea who that is i was like he's got the calvin klein deal in addition to winning the golden globe but he's all over everything right now and he's a great actor too he rules what you know and she was like nope i got nothing and that made me think of this question and when i was asked part of what she said was she was like i think and i think she's real i think she's pretty proud of which i i get she's pretty proud of not knowing or caring about celebrity shit or what do you know what I mean? I think it's like a thing for her to, cause she's like, she's like, I don't even know any celebrities, Trey. Like I don't shoot. And then she goes, she was like, like, tell me some, tell me some of the people that are daddy right now, you know? And (laughs) and I was like, but you know, I don't fucking know. I I was like, well, I think Jeremy Allen White's White's one of them, whatever. She's like, yeah, I already told you. I don't know who that is. I was like, well, obviously Jason Momoa. John you know, Ham. I, I was like, is he still the dude? John Ham rules, but he's old as fuck. I was trying to I think, think of for like Katie. For Katie, I was trying to think of like twenty year old, like who he's the back. who the internet is obsessed with or whatever. The only thing I come up with was Timothy Chalamet, right? Yeah, and she was he's like, 20. no, she was like, he's a fucking. She was like, See, he's that, a he's a child. That, you know what I mean? My, like that's my thing. Is when I think of I'm fifty four. I can't be. You know, that's what yeah, she said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I think of daddy. I think more of John Hamm. Like when I think of Timothy Chalamet, I right. think of like a little Twinkie boy, which is fine. But, but like, but like I think twenty year old back college girls—they're calling Chalamet daddy right now. Yeah, but right? our wives you are barren. I know, I know that. But when you talk about like who culturally is daddy right now, right? In my head, it's like if Tiger Beat was still a thing or whatever, or people might I think like Idris Elba still got it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's all these different age groups, and they have different daddies. That's true. But the shit, the people that are the most popular, the hell, I don't know, it kids right now. That's all based who, all based on who young people like, right? Yeah, I I guess you're right. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because all the the ones I said that Amber said, I, I, a lot of those I never heard of. But But, I, uh, I, but a lot of them may be hurt, like because you know this Cam Gigandet, like he's an older type. He's old now. He was young at the time. Some of these people, I don't fucking know. Like Shamar Moore, you know, he's not new. You know, like what's well, funny? I'm you say sure. that. I about to say Shamar Moore, dude. He's been around for a minute, and maybe it's that's what I'm like, saying. Maybe it's because I used to, and I'm look. They still have, don't. <laughs> I have no idea how to frame this. When I was younger, growing up, white <laughs> trash, fucking, you know, I used to be a. Big, big, big fan of black women, right? Black women still hit me real hard. Don't get me wrong. Black women are great. I was wondering where you were No going. disrespect to black women at all. They still are awesome. But I'm saying, like, me and Katie were talking this morning. She kept talking about Britney Spears on my the poster on my wall. And I was like, Britney wasn't shit. I was like, Tyra Banks was the yeah, main oh poster God. on my wall. I was like, That's that was Tyra my. Banks, Tyra Banks was, was my, like, number one back in the of day. Of course. You know, we were talking. So, anyway. I'm saying that to say Shamar Moore, I'm pretty sure, was like the male version of like Tyra Banks. And I think around the same era, too. He was like a male model, 
black guy who crossed over, had mainstream success. Dude, Shamar Moore's been out there hitting with his abs and shit for a long, long time. Long well, yeah, time. but my point is, is that and like black and, don't crack, so he still looks incredible. You know. Well, my but my point is though, you're helping me make my point. Whereas, like, I don't think any of Amber's are like current daddies. Like, I think all of hers are like last season's shit too because she don't really know the new hotness now she loves jeremy allen white but like i don't know like she but here's the thing with her she's a huge fan of shameless so she came to know him from that show and he wasn't yet daddy and she can't separate those things you know what i mean like he's daddy now but she will always know him as lip and he was way younger and amber's not a fucking pervert so like you know If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Right. So get to get to where I, I know you were going with this. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> Cause I've talked about this before. And it pisses me off to no end because Katie, and I doubt that she's doing it just to make you feel good, because that would be a huge uh that would be a, a huge change in Katie's MO to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she because you now, obviously, you look like the complete... Oh, sorry, my alarm's going off. Uh, take your pills, Corey. Don't get me wrong. You look like the complete white trash dipshit hitting the face Busted, with a doughy, don't hit, yes. Sweaty yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. But, <laughs> that is it, but that is at least... You're a definitely a him type. Like, you right. are the only Robert Downey Jr. that... Katie, coming from her piece of yes. shit county, could ever aspire yes. to get to. And, you know and what I to, mean? And to defend, like, she has, we've been together for 15 years, and it's always been Robert Downey Jr., and she's always openly told me that. She's always said, right. like, you look like Robert Downey, and again, I, right. I'm, no, I don't, but like, you that's, do, always, though. that's got... always been her position right. uh, from the very, very beginning. So, uh, yeah, she's not trying to make me feel better. She liked him to begin with. And like you right. said, she's in Cookville, Tennessee. And she's like, I guess that'll do. That's close yeah. enough, you know. Uh, you look so, in yeah. your, what is the joke? Wish.com Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Um, yeah. But with you. <laughs> me, however, would ju- I would just, I just hoped when I'm getting, and I'm not, not Amber's number one. If she could name 10 people, I'm like, could there 
fucking be one person yeah. Yeah. who I Did Michael Chiklis not even crack yeah. the top 25? I mean, for the love of God, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> any of these people. And, yeah. she's, and one time, I, and I'm giving her the business on this, and she's like, if you want, do you really just want me to put fucking Will Sasso on the list just to make you happy? <laughs> That's even better. You know, I was trying to do that with Michael Chiklis, but Will Sasso is way funnier. I, I'm jealous yeah. of her. That was a good pull and on so, that part. But here's, here's why this makes, this is why this pisses me off. This is why this pisses me off. Me and her, oh, God. me and her went through this the first time she made a daddy list where I pointed out, I was like, babe, it would make me feel good about myself if you, if, if I knew that I was at least, I know that you're settling. Like, I know that you're settling for me. So she had all of that information, knew that it made me upset, and then still, when she made her updated daddy list, didn't even throw me an iota of a bone. Right. Like, didn't even fucking try. Like right. she could have. Like, like honestly, I would have taken if she had a said early years Chris Pratt. I would have taken that. Yeah. Like right. I, I, yeah. I've had people say, like, you know, went back before you all said, because like I me and him do kind of have similar a thing going like not now not chris pratt that's been through the machine but if she had said parks and rec chris pratt i'd have been like right on but no no she right. had to even go further and throw a black guy on the list right he is bald he is bald as we said as i've black said bald don't black count. Bald as don't you've said often black bald don't count yeah and, and do, so i want to ask do you do it in reverse because i do now here's the thing i also don't look we're dudes so like i don't know about you but i don't really keep a running list i just like there's almost every woman in hollywood nobody in hollywood, hollywood looks like my fucking wife that's what right okay but but hold, no, they're, but all my favorites there. are blonde let me get that right they are at least blonde so it's yeah it's i was at least kidding adjacent, by the way maybe I, you're beautiful but i was saying like i don't have uh I don't, I don't have a list either, but I, again, I think for dudes, it's less common to have a list because we are just like, again, if you're talking about famous people, especially famous women, like they're all pretty good looking. They wouldn't be famous otherwise, unless they're like character right. actresses or something. So it's like, but, but I will say, all the porn I, know, I watch looks just like my wife. I'll say that. <laughs> well, I was, I was about to say, Katie, I know Katie listens to this. This makes me feel weird because she's going to demand that I give the actual name and tell, cause I've never told her this. But like, in keeping with what we're talking about, there you know, I'm a fucking Peloton queer, love my Peloton, whatever. They got all these different instructors and stuff on there, and there's an instructor on there that I took one class from, and I was like, I can't take no more classes from her because she tears me up too much because she reminds me of Katie. That's uh, sweet. like because 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 Katie also Katie like you know ever since she we had a boys, black freckled bitch with a dump truck I get it but, but also but Katie you know like ever since we moved out here and had the boys and stuff she doesn't do it anymore but like Katie was a fitness pro like right. hardcore like her job was a personal trainer yep. and she worked for Beachbody she certified other women to coach Zumba and all this shit she did like fitness competitions and all this type of stuff and she was like hardcore well, obviously, this chick I'm talking about, she's pretty hardcore fitness-wise, too. She's a Peloton person, and she just reminds me of Katie. And like yeah. I said, I took one thing with her. I took one class with her, and I was like, well, I can't do that no more because I'm, like, getting my ass kicked by my wife's analog that don't or whatever, which, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, you know, like, if I if someone reminds me of Katie, 
that really does it for me. And I have no idea how she's going to respond to that. I hope she thinks that's sweet. She's probably going to be like, you know, oh, yeah, well, you want, you know, you want the fucking whatever, the 10 years younger version of me or something. That's what you, that's probably how she's going to respond yeah. to it. See, I but have I the same not. problem. But yeah, but I do, like, I don't, people that remind me of my wife, I'm incredibly attracted to is my point. Like, which you're saying, like, it seems like Me for too. Amber, it's just you and then everybody else she's attracted to. It's not even in the same ballpark or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I understand way, why that bothers you. <laughs> I have the same issue. I can't go to Target anymore because every <laughs> single person there looks just like Amber. It's crazy. It's like yeah. I'm shopping with 900 of my wives. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, we need to so, take a hey, break and go to sponsor because I have to pee. Okay, before you do, because I want to do this. Mm. the thing I want to talk about is just so blatantly related to what we're talking about right now that I feel like I almost it's have painful. to do it, but I've I'll do a pee. short I've version. Had, okay. Okay. I've had to you pee, go pee for like when we come minutes. back. I'm still going to do an abbreviated version of this and then to. I'll turn over to you for your thing after that. But all right, okay. listen, y'all, I'm a busy man. We're all busy people out here. Right. And I love to eat too. I love good food and that's become a problem for me. Loving good food and being busy, especially when it comes to lunchtime. I run around like a chicken with my head cut off all day long. I love to cook, but I ain't got time to rustle up any kind of real good grub at lunchtime. I just ain't got, it, it ain't on the agenda, you know, got people to go, places to see, you know, that type of thing. And that's why I love Factor. Factor's been one of the most uh, pleasant discoveries of my recent life. My wife fell in love with it immediately, too. They sent us some meals, and as soon as she tried them, she went and ordered us up plenty more, subscribed us immediately because she saw how hard it hit, too, because they make it easy to eat well quickly whenever you need to and that in 2024 in today's fast-paced life hits for us all i think factors delicious ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy wherever tomorrow takes you be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more and there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Cho, tell them more about Factor. Well, let me tell you something. I got high cholesterol and a new baby. Not a winning combination because I'm often trying to just grab whatever is there. But here's the deal. With Factor, they've got two-minute meals that are good for me. So I can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We're done with the math. Factor is less expensive. We've done the math. I am done with math, but we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily flexible y'all for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime no prep no mess meals factor meals are 100 ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping cooking or cleanup needed head to factormeals.com slash poa50 and use the code poa50 to get 50 percent off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active, that's code POA50 at factormills.com slash POA50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. Do it. It's fantastic. We love Factor. All right, and we're back. 
had a pee break, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that uh, sponsored moment there from whichever sponsor it was. They hit for us regardless. But uh, I was going to say, so I didn't even know we were going to get into this whole thing when I thought of a possible topic to cover. But now that we've talked about it, I feel like it's just so related. I can't not talk about it. So this, the dude I was talking about earlier is like, he was like the preeminent daddy for the Ambers and Katie's of the world for 20 plus years. Like if Amber was a generation earlier, especially I know some of Amber's hobbies. Mm-hmm. This dude what, what, would, what generation? would would 100% be on her. If she was one generation older, if she was, okay. you know, our buddy Mark's age, because he's 50 or whatnot, if she was his age or older or older, this dude would be up there in the daddy list, especially considering Amber is a voracious reader. Drunk. Oh. <laughs> of, yeah. She gets drunk and reads about... <laughs> women getting swept away in the arms of some stacked stable boy who then becomes a knight or what I don't know how women's romance a large novels cocked work. vampire is a what lar- you meant there you go that. large cocked vampire but all those covers look the same and for 20 uh-huh. something years only one man adorned those covers and he's a pretty fancy some bitch and he's also achieved something that also is not easy to do. He's known by only one name. If you're known by only one name, you automatically fancy as hell. Like, there's no Fabio? way to get around. Fabio. Hey! Fabio. I don't even know what made me think about Fabio. I guess it was this talk with Katie about daddy and stuff like that, and he popped into my head. But, like, hey, that's a fancy motherfucker, right? Yeah, and man. I realized, I, I was like, you know, I don't know anything about Fabio. It, it's wild, because, like, Fabio was like, Fabio was pre-Kardashian, pre-reality show era, yeah. famous for being who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was famous. He'd do cameos and show up and shit because the it's whole just, joke that's was, that's Fabio, right? Yeah. And everybody got it. Me and you as eight-year-olds, yes. when he'd show up in an episode of Friends or something, we'd be like, <laughs> Fabio. Yes, right? we like, did. That's crazy. He, he, he's ubiquitous. Yeah. And he was, like, famous just for being who he was. But that was gorgeous. Where now, now that's a very common thing. It's a whole subgenre of fame is just famous for being famous or whatever. But he was kind of that before all that, you know, and I find that fascinating. And so I was like, I don't really know much about his life and shit. So I looked him up and, you know, none of it was all that surprising. First of all, I was surprised (laughs) to find that that is his real name. Now, I knew he was a spaghetti person. He's a noted spaghetti person, right? Blonde spaghetti. Fabio, Fabio Lanzoni, right? Hey. Like that's just, that's just, but I didn't, but Fabio, you talk about nominative determinism, dude. Yes. Fabio, like yeah. his name sounds like, like a gay abbreviation of fabulous, <laughs> but in Italian, but in spaghetti or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you make the what, women flick at the bean. Yes. He's a Fabio, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's, but it's, that's his real name. His real name yeah. is Fabio Lanzoni, right? And he was born in Spaghetti Land in 1959. Uh, and over there in Milan, by the way, which Milan is like the fashion capital of the world or whatnot, but that's kind of just a coincidence, which is also wild to me. I don't know. Maybe it's not a coincidence because he was in the fashion capital of the world. And when he was like 13 or 14, as this often happens with... See, this is why models... I don't know. Models are, it ain't like being an actor or a comedian or a director. Right. They're, they're lumped a in A lot of same, it is born. It's all born, really. Right. I mean, ain't it? I mean, you it still is. You got to keep I, in shape. Because a lot of these models, and Fabio is one of them, 
he was just out there in the countryside, you know, like leading a donkey down a cobblestone road or something. Right, in, a white in, shirt. In, in a fucking, yeah, right. In a in a vineyard, right, <laughs> or whatnot. Like the wind the, blew. Yeah, in the 70s. And some guy, some fashion guy was like, you should be a model, right? You know, you should take your clothes off for money, right? Or whatever. And that, uh, I mean, and that's what happened. He was like 14. Right. And someone just walked up to him and was like, you should model. And he was like, right. that just sounds good to me, right? And then he just started. And then he did that. And they were like, well, you definitely can't act or talk, right? So, yeah, <laughs> like, like definitely keep your mouth shut. Whatever you were saying, sir. I think I keep my mouth shut, I guess. And, it, but, um, and then he just, like, started modeling. And it didn't hit for his dad. His dad owned, like, a factory nearby and was, like, an engineer and stuff and wanted Fabio to do that. You so know? insane. And, and Look at him. Was, and his dad was like, even when that started happening at 14 and stuff, which I, I guess I sort of understand thinking about like, like if, if Benton or something, which isn't, he's not going out, he's not auditioning, he's not doing the Hollywood kid thing. But like if Benton got like cast on some TV show or something in my head as his dad, I would be thinking like, I need to make sure he don't get too swept up in this because I, I know and understand that this can all go away forever, right? Like right. this could be, and, and I, he needs to stay well grounded and have other options and ideas and stuff. So maybe that's all his dad was but, doing. Because okay. he said his dad was always like, his dad never really bought in to the modeling thing. He was like, that one day that's going to end and you're going to need to take over this spaghetti factory. Okay, right, but like he always could. Like it'd be different. It like, okay, with, with Benton or whatever, it's like, hey, don't get swept up in this because you need to go to college so that you won't end up just working down at the factory. But if your plan is to just work down at the factory – that's you can always point. just go work down at the goddamn factory. That's a very, you know what I'm very, saying? very. That's a very good point. No, no fuck right. that. No, His you swayed me. No, yeah, you exactly. swayed me. His daddy don't hit. His meatball daddy don't hit. <laughs> but other than he had two siblings, a sister, and he had an older brother. And I tried so hard to find pictures of this guy because on Wikipedia, it just says that he had an older brother named Walter. Parentheses who some newspaper, the Times Free Press or whatever once described as being, quote, short and bald, right? <laughs> Fabi, as as no. I, as soon as I read that, I was like, I need to try to find this guy, right? <laughs> but but this is from, like, the 70s and shit, and he didn't, you know, but, like. All of his pictures just, are just him going like this. Yes, that's just so funny to me, <laughs> thinking about, like, Fabio's brother, <laughs> right, who looks like fucking, uh, uh, Wallace Shawn or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's Ron so Howard goddamn brother. funny. Yeah, Clint Howard. The idea that <laughs> Fabio has a brother that looks like Clint Howard or something. <laughs> goddamn, that's so funny, right? Uh, <laughs> Your uh, brother's the most famous, good-looking person right. ever. Yes, and you just a ghoul, just a shadowy ghoul. <laughs> a you know, ghoul. Yeah, yeah, right. A gobba ghoul, exactly. But. uh <laughs> God damn it, I love it when we make fun of Italians. I love making fun of Italians. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. They don't hit. Uh, but they anyway, don't uh, I tried. It, the, the newspaper in question was the Spokesman Review, who called his brother Walter short and bald. But again, I tried so hard to find pictures of Walter at any age. I couldn't. Respect to him for that. He stayed out of the limelight. I probably would, too. If my brother was the most famous hunk in the world and I looked like Clint Howard. But yeah, I couldn't find Help pictures of him what's his sister's name his sister's name is christina uh how you christina. name one, christina how you name one boy 
Fabio and one Walter. Walter, again, nominative <laughs> determinism, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got two baby boys, and you're like, this is Fabio and Walter, <laughs> right? And then you act surprised when they turn out the way they do. Like, <laughs> wild, right? So, but anyway, uh, on his sister, on the note of his sister, years, years, years later, after he was already rich and famous and well into their adulthood, she got cancer, sad. Uh, she eschewed traditional medical treatment for her cancer and went to like a sort of hippy dippy alternative treatment enclave. Right. And, uh, kind of like how, uh, uh, Steve jobs did that. She did yeah. a similar thing when she got cancer. He just and put Fabio, onions in his socks. Is Fabio, what he did. Exactly. And Fabio very publicly backed her. Right. And like, remains defensive about it apparently like he like he was say he said in interviews that we'll say he was like well yeah well, you know she went from being in a wheelchair to being up and walking around after only a week at this place and then the implied thing of that the implied question after that is like and then what happened fabio well she died but she was walking a little bit before she died you know because she did in fact die but he's like i mean i guess i kind of it's his sister he's probably i'm sure he's got some like uh denial or whatever about yeah, the whole thing. You know I, mean, I, mean? I, I get it. He's it's trying to sad. rationalize it. I get also it was her choice, not his. All he did was support her or whatever. But anyway, he's still to this day, from what I can find, like defended that decision, even though like she one hundred percent died as a result of it and maybe didn't have to. But uh I'd be calling my sister, my dearly departed sister, a dumbass in her death. Right. So he uh he was like 14 in Milan and some guy tells him, Hey, you know, you should model or whatever. So he starts doing that. And then he wants to go to, uh, to the United States. His family took a trip to the U S at the age of 13. And like, I feel like every story like this includes some part where they come over here. And even at 13, which is before he got discovered, he got discovered right. at, I think 14 at 13, they come to the U S and according to him at 13, he came over and on that trip, he was like, this is the greatest country in the world. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I will conquer this country with my, with my flowing locks and my pectoral <laughs> muscles. Right. Like he decided then that he wanted to be there and hit there. Right. Right. Cause of how awesome America is. And so that was at 13. He goes back to Italy at 14. He gets discovered in Milan. Um, right. And then, uh, he did some modeling around Italy and stuff for the rest of his teenage years. He started going to college at 19. He dropped out of college, Right, which again didn't hit for his dad, even though he was modeling this whole time. And at 19, after dropping out of college, he was like, "I'm going to Mar I'm going to America to be somebody." Right, and he goes over there, <laughs> comes over here, and according to Wikipedia, within 48 hours of mm -hmm. arriving in America, he looked up in the yellow pages or whatever a male modeling agency, mm -hmm. the Ford Modeling Agency, walked through the front door of the lobby, asked to see the man in charge or whatever. And walked out of that building with a modeling contract. Forty-eight hours. Did. Forty-eight hours after get, after getting in America, and then that was the start of it. And then he was just off to the races after that, right? And uh, he never looked back. He said uh, one thing I skipped. He uh, he liked to ski a lot in the mountains of Italy and stuff. He of did skiing and horseback Look at him. skiing, horseback riding, all that shit. Of course, he did all that. While skiing as a teenager, he took a nasty spill and fucked his legs up. And during his physical therapy, his, uh, his uh, convalescence, his doctor suggested strength training, weightlifting as mm. a way to strengthen himself up. And he's like 17 years old. That's how he got into weightlifting. That hooked him on that. He kept weightlifting weights while getting further into the modeling world, comes to America, gets a modeling thing. 
This is in the late 70s when all this is happening. What I think, he don't say this in Wikipedia, don't say that nobody says this, but what I think happened is uh, he happened to get like beefy and jacked yeah. and be the right age at the exact right time for that. Because yeah. one thing he does say is that he was the first really muscular male model. Before right. that, male models were kind of way fishing shit. And like nowadays, they're still sort of way fishing and whatnot. But during the 80s, though, during the like Stallone Schwarzenegger era, yeah, like fucking beef was in, dog. Big yeah. beefy shit. Before was in. that, it was heroin chic. Right, exactly. And he just, he like got off the boat with some beef on him, right? Right, right at the moment that that became the thing. And that, and that just, that the stars aligning that way or whatever, that made him hit for the next 30 years. Cause he started getting these contracts. One of them was a romance novel contract. And it obviously that went the way it went. And then he ended up doing 466 different romance novel covers Word. over the course of his, over the course of his modeling career. And, uh, yeah, just kind of never looked back after that. And but one thing that does hit about him for me is I found a quote from him where he said where he acknowledged because I uh, I appreciate this. He said that like he the quote was I'm paraphrasing now because I don't have it right in front of me, but he was basically like, "Look, I'm not going to bullshit you. I didn't work overly hard for all this. I got like I got luck. Like I got this was all handed to me on a silver platter." Is what he said. He was like, "Like someone walked up and gave this to me." Right. And I've enjoyed the fruits of it ever since, which I think, and you know, I mean, again, he could give himself a little more credit because he is the one working out and shit that whole of time course. at the very least. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess he's got some humility and stuff. He's never married Fabio. He's currently like 62, 64. No, he's about to be 65. Yeah. He's about to be 65 this year. Do he's think- never married. He said he had the one that got away another model when he was like 20. And, uh, you know, he hasn't found love since he, of course, uh, killed that goose with his face on a roller coaster <laughs> yeah. when we were, when we were 13. You remember that? Yeah. Yes, I remember, that's what I'm saying. Big story. He went to Bush yeah. Gardens cause he was like sponsoring a it roller was a coaster. Huge story. Right. And on the roller coaster ride, a goose collided with his face and exploded and, you Shattered know, fucked his, nose. fucked his nose up real bad and everything. And that's his moneymaker and shit. Yeah. So it was a. It was a big story, but also like another thing that's uh, Raven that won't surprise you at all. I feel like didn't surprise me is he got into politics along the way. Oh boy, he, yeah, yeah. He loves the Second Amendment, hates <laughs> immigrants who don't do it the he right likes way. These two guns, right. I can tell yeah, you. Right. But. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like made statements like Americans never give up your guns. That's what makes it the greatest country in the world. You got to fight for the Second Amendment. That's why America hits so hard immigrants who don't do it the right way who don't get given a modeling contract at 14 or whatever and are white anyone who don't do that they're trash and they don't hit for him he uh like he's done the whole like scott bayo fox news you know circuit thing he's like right. a, a conservative guy believe, big believer in the these dudes like this they though, always do it at the end of their career it's very weird right but these guys like this like i kind of do get it do you know what i mean it's like the whole like American dream, fucking yeah. greatest country on earth, super patriotic and fucking do do your thing and things will work out. Shit, like if anyone would believe that, it's this. It it's sort of like how almost all super hitting athletes are really yeah, into God. God. And yeah. I'm always like, well, of course they are. Like right. if I, like 
if I was that blessed and everything, like if I was in that position, I'd probably believe I was favored by a higher power too. You know what I mean? Like I, so I kind of feel the same way with like Fabio and also Schwarzenegger uh, when but it comes Schwar- to like Schwarzenegger, definitely like I, when you read his book and all that stuff, he's definitely like America's the greatest country, the American dream, blah, blah, blah. But he's not Fox newsy. Let's all get no. AR 15s and hand them out no. to kids. So like he's like an old school type style Republican. You know yes, what I mean? Of he's course. Like, he's, yeah, he's right. He rules. Yeah. I love Schwarzenegger. Huge fan. So just a, a couple other things, just some, uh, Walk down memory lane stuff here. You're going to remember this. This is a staple of our childhood, I feel like. Do you see my screen? Uh, is this a commercial? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love they shared for butter, but cholesterol took away their passion until... I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. He did it's uh, not butter. He did like 20 plus years of those I can't believe it's not butter commercials. Sure and I think did. I found that was like... He was a like a company man, true believer, and still yeah. is to this day, which I, I appreciate about him, I guess. Like he apparently he sends his family back in spaghetti land to put on their spaghetti. He sends them all like twenty five pounds of I can't believe it's not butter every year. They did you like know they don't use it. He says they love it. He says it replaced yeah. butter. That's what I'm saying. It's like whenever you ask him about I can't believe it's not butter, he says it's a miracle yeah. drug. We ask him about his diet every day is like i don't have sweets it's all low carb it's lean protein and green leafy vegetables and i only use i can't believe it's not butter like still to this day yeah uh you know he 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 marches for i can't i can't believe it's not butter and then but this he knows who doesn't butter his bread you know what i mean right yeah and but this guy man he just like i feel like for guys that are all right you grew up as a kid in the 90s as a boy hear about this guy or whatever he was always kind of like and he also was always kind of sort of played as a joke like he'd show up on conan o'brien yeah. and stuff and he seemed yeah. self-aware and it was always he owned it hu- humorous Ooh. and shit but like bro this dude Gorgeous. tore women up dog i'd like, say a few dudes too absolutely tore them up and i didn't know that he put out an album called Ooh, fabio after dark uh where he don't sing or nothing because he's not musically inclined <laughs> They just play like sexy music and he talks and stuff. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, let's get a little bit of it. I'm going to skip ahead. So, listen to that. I can't believe to set the mood for the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, daddy. When I play a special song, it's very important oh, boy. because it can express <laughs> what I feel so perfectly. Song I mean, dude, for me when I cannot put my feelings into words, it's just Let me tell you talking sexily about his thoughts on life and his philosophies and wisdoms and stuff for the entire length of an drenched. album. That's what I'm saying. And he fucking he soaked panties nationwide, dog, ants all around this country. Uh, Aunt Tammy's in the 90s tore up you, over that shit. He I bet was you he's still for a long time. Yeah, I bet you he's still looking good as shit. He does still and, look pretty uh, good. I mean, I'll try to find that. I saw some current pictures of him earlier. And I, because he also, he's another thing I respect about him is he has come out in publicly and repeatedly and said, like, I'm getting older. I'm going to just get older. Like, I'm yeah. not going to get, I'm Botox. not going to have plastic, I'm not going to have plastic surgery, Botox. People are supposed to get older. I'm getting older. I'm just going to get older. I My respect man. that about him. So, uh, 
and this is the most recent picture that I can find here, the one on the right. And, you know, I think he looks like a roughly 60-year-old yeah. dude, but that's yeah. a good-looking 60-year-old dude. It sure right there. is. It sure right. is. I think if so, he cut his hair, he'd look even better because it would, you know. He ain't never going to do that. No, though. of course not. Of course that was not. His, but that no. was his fucking claim to fame. His moneymaker right there was them flowing well, uh, golden locks. Well, I came away from here really liking Fabio. I'm a fan. Because, yeah. you know, because that's the well, thing. Yeah, I think uh, he hates immigrants and poor people. But aside yeah, he does from that, yeah, right, Aside yeah. from that, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you, hey, listen, what are you going to do? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but because that's the thing. That's what's so important about whether or not, you know, Fabio ended up being a well-liked person is that had he not been self-aware in the 90s, he would not be a well-liked person, I don't think. But, like, you know what I'm saying? If he just took himself right. really, really seriously, I don't right. think it would have worked out. But because he would go on Conan and shit on himself kind of and, like, he was, you know, pretty humble guy, like, that's going to work out for you. So, like, word to the wise, you know, be more like Fabio unless, except when it comes to, like, you know, maybe politics and stuff like that, but still. Yeah, so... Two other things real quick, and I'm turning it over to you. Two other things real quick about Fabio that I wanted to mention. He gets asked all the time about his workout regimen, and he does go to the gym. He does the workout regimen. He, you know, he does regular aerobics and cardio and weightlifting and all that. He does all that. But, like, one thing that he is often named as his secret weapon in terms of working out, he's like, oh, one of, one of the greatest exercises on the earth is uh, riding a motorcycle. That's what he says. Like, he said. <laughs> Get on a motorcycle, presumably shirtless, right? Pecs rippling, right? Yeah. And you ride around and you just ride around being awesome with your hair flowing in the wind on a motorcycle. And according to him, you can lose four to six pounds doing that. I'm specifically, he said dirt bike and he, yeah. and he did elaborate. He was like, it people don't realize you ride core. a dirt bike, you stand up, you're working your court the whole time you're on a yeah. dirt bike. People don't realize how much of a workout it is. So wasn't as silly as I made it sound, but I did think that that was funny. The other story was in the nineties, him and George Clooney about got into a fight at some fancy Hollywood restaurant and George Clooney. I don't think I've ever heard a story about George Clooney that didn't end with me going like, God damn that motherfucker hits for me. Right. Agreed. Like, so like this one was no different. So they, there was a misunderstanding. Fabio had a photographer with him or something, which he always did. This is like the late nineties. So Clooney's red hot. Clooney just saw the Clooney thought the photographer was a paparazzo, like right. following him, and was like, "Hey man, get the fuck out of here! I'm trying to eat with my friends or whatever." And the guy was like, "I don't give a fuck about you. I'm with a Fabio, right? You know, whatever." And then like Clooney's like, "What?" And Fabio like shows up there. Like, you have a problem with my photographer? And then um, and then they were then it escalated. And they almost got into a fight, but they didn't. It got broken up. But then there was some quotes from Clooney about it afterwards, where he said he this this this. Why Clooney hits Ray? He said, "He was like, oh look, I realized like Fabio could definitely kick my ass, like no doubt about it. He would <laughs> kick my ass." He was like, "But then I thought, like, goddamn, I'll never get over getting my ass kicked by Fabio." So he like acknowledges that Fabio's tougher than him, right? But he also still gets a dig in where he was like, "I can't, I can't get my ass whipped by Fabio," right? That's hilarious. But still acknowledges that he would whip his ass, and it's like. That's like the perfect combination of a of a dude's attitude that Absolutely. I appreciate out of George Clooney right there, which that's all I've ever heard about and from him. So, did you yeah. ever hear the? He's a famous prankster. Did you ever hear the yes. story of when he was uh, house sitting for someone's cat? 
he started shitting in the cat's litter box or something like that. Yeah. And the person yeah. came home and was like, what's oh, wrong with my cat? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, that's uh, wild. After, after this break, Trey, uh, I am going to be telling you all about uh, the United States versus the spirit of 76. We'll be talking okay. about that right after this. This here episode is sponsored by Blue Chew, our good buddies over there. Let's talk about sex, y'all. Fellers, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Get down anytime it comes up, you know what I'm saying? Back then, your wiener was like a 24-year-old all-pro during the playoffs. This is what we play for anytime, any day. It didn't matter. Well, we all know we get older, things change. Nowadays, my wiener's more like Joe Flacco. You know, you call it in on a late notice. It might do all right, but it's going to need some time to heal up after that. You know, it's like it happens. It's what happens with the march of time, okay? We all have experienced it. But now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed, and wind back the clock. How can you do that? Listen up bluechew.com bluechew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as viagra cialis and levitra but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost you can take them anytime day or night so you can plan ahead to get down or you can be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up the process is simple you sign up at bluechew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you'll receive your prescription within days that's the best part of it all you do it all down there on the internet there, which means no more visits to the doctor's office, no more awkward wiener conversations, no more waiting in line behind your high school principal at the pharmacy to get your wiener pills and stuff. You ain't got to do none of that because Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A, prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. Joe, they hit for you. Oh, my God. They make my weenie harder than Juicy J saying no to ratchet coochie, Trey. Let me tell you right now. Uh, Y'all. I love it. And the thing is, is I know a lot of you are thinking, well, like, no, mine's fine. Okay, sure. But it could be working better. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just about extra confidence. These things that you don't really need to think of. Ask my wife if she likes blue chew. She probably likes it even more than me. Her favorite time of the month is when that white envelope arrives and she knows that it is time to get down while the getting down's good. And as Trey said, it comes in a discreet envelope. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It is absolutely tremendous. You know, and you make a lasting impression. All right. So Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code POA to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Skew. All right, we're back, and before we talk about the United States versus the spirit of 76 or whatever Cho said, which I'm not familiar with, but before we see that, a BPP, Big Papa producer, sent some notes in. Um, one about Fabio says, Fabio claims he first became aware of his magnetism in kindergarten. Quote, after lunch, <laughs> after a lunch, all the kindergartners would go for a little nap. All the little girls wanted to sleep next to me. Uh, and so that's when he got... That's when he got clued into how much he hits. Uh, BPP also said, presumably before we talked about it, hey, y'all remember when a goose T-boned him right across the face in a roller coaster ride that time? Yes, we do, BPP. Ye of little faith. We got there eventually. Uh, but um, anyway, yeah, uh, the spirit of seven, spirit of St. Louis was Charles Lindbergh's plane or whatever. That's correct. Right? Spirit of 76. It's a movie. Oh, 
the spirit the name of, 70, of the movie is Spirit of 76? I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie. I don't think. There's a good reason for that, Trey. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about the United States versus the Spirit of 76. And I would like to point out that I, I've never heard about this, and there's really not a lot that you can find out about this. So I'm very thankful that I had just recently started reading the book This Was Hollywood by Carla Valderrama, a uh, fantastic book. I just randomly came across it on Apple Books. It, I, I totally judged a book by its cover, and I'm glad I did. It's uh, absolutely fantastic. So here's what happened uh, with the spirit of 76. All right. So there was this feller named Robert Goldstein, and he was the owner and uh, head dude uh, of the biggest costume supply house in Los Angeles. Like when you need, when a movie needed a costume, this is the some bitch that you went you went to, and there was a movie around that time. That what you year probably, did you say? So this this movie that he's trying to make is nineteen seventeen. Oh wow! Okay, this is way back. So we're talking. See, what was that son of a bitch? To, I guess theater work, probably theater, theater work. Yes, it had that's to be how theater work. Because I've always been fascinated by people that get it like I own a prop house or whatever. It's like, right. did you just did you used to be carrot top? How do you you just had props and it was like I'm gonna get into the prop business, but I, especially back then, he must have been doing theater shit for years and then parlayed that into film stuff. Yeah, a lot of it was like, you know, you would have the people that made the transition from vaudeville to Broadway theater to, you know, movies. And then like the film moguls and stuff, your Warner Brothers and your Louis B. Mayers and stuff. These are guys who like they they just kind of saw it right when it was maybe about to happen like they had the nickelodeons that were going on which were like the nickel theaters where like they would show kind of like you remember when you were a kid and you'd have those little things that you'd look in and it was a circular thing and it was really just pictures that were moving but it would make it look like it was moving they kind of yeah. had those were like the precursor to actual motion pictures oh my and god so they would, what were those they called would, everybody remembers those you talk about the little things you put over your eyes what are they called viewfinders Viewfinders, I think that's right. Yeah. You put them over your head and you click it down and stuff. Yeah, viewfinder. Yeah. yeah. So they had those kind of things, and these places were called. Uh, and I'm but I'm butchering a lot of this, and it's something I'll talk about in a later episode. But like these, this is where the name, the term, the name Nickelodeon came from because these were you go pay a nickel and you'd go in a place and you'd kind of right. basically watch a fucking flip book. Well, these dudes kind of saw that, like, hey, I think that. They were the first ones to go, hey, fuck all this five and ten minute shit. I think you can make a feature length film and it would hit for people. You know what I mean? And so this guy, you know, gets into all that and he ends up working on this uh, movie, which I know you've heard of. You probably haven't seen uh, The Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. The Birth Infamous. of a Nation, one of the most successful movies of all time. You know, when you compare the budget yeah. to what it made, it's one of the most successful movies sure. of all time. Okay, you're kind of burying the lead there a little bit. Like okay. birth, it also. Yeah, I like, was going to get into it. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, I was we'll go so ahead. so. Let, yeah. I just, I just it'd be up. so funny if you just brought that yeah. movie up. And you're like, look, this is one of the hardest hitting movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. it, so, and that's all I'm going to say about it. And then so you the just birth moved of the, on. No the additional birth context. Of the, <laughs> the birth of a nation. The Birth of a Nation, which came out in 1915, was directed by D.W. Griffith. It yeah. was based on, do you know what the book uh, was that it was based on? 
kind of on the nose. Run N word, run something the like Klansman. that. The Klansman, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. The yeah. Klansman by Thomas yeah. Dixon Jr. The premise was a controversial and historically significant uh, silent film. It depicts the American Civil War and Reconstruction era. Here's some key points, Trey. The plot. The film follows two families, the Northern Stonemans and the Southern Camerons, as they navigate the Civil War and its aftermath. The Birth of a Nation explores themes of love, loyalty, and the struggle for power during a tumultuous period in American history. There is, however, some controversial content. The film has been widely criticized for its racist portrayal of African Americans and its glorification of a group called the Ku Klux Klan. Klan. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a huge commercial success, though, and is considered a landmark in cinematic history for its innovative storytelling techniques. Um, Right. As I understand it, it was kind of like, it was sort of like the Titanic of its day. If the Titanic had been all about how Osama bin Laden was awesome or something like that, you know, or, or, you know, that any, even that's not a good analogy, but it was like technically objectively incredibly impressive if people were like this is the most mind-blowing thing we've ever seen but the content was all about how black people are inferior and the clan is fucking awesome basically right and so that makes a controversial picture do you know that they you know that you, did you ever i didn't see it either there was a movie a few years ago called birth of a nation made by a black filmmaker you remember that movie i you remember that movie? coming i remember that it was so, a thing i didn't see it Made by a black filmmaker who got his big shot, and he called it Birth of a Nation. His whole idea was like, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to reclaim it. I'm going I'm right. to take the place of that movie with this movie, which is pro-black and all that. And again, I never saw the movie in part because that guy, this dude, got me too almost immediately because turned uh, out he was a bit of a – he was into the raping and whatnot. Oh no. So it's like, yeah, he tried – like. D.W. Griffith in his grave, just like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) Try to come at the king, you best not miss. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, my baby. Yeah, just fucking flipping him off. But anyway, checkered past that movie has. Well, so this Goldstein fella, uh, Robert Goldstein, who was the costumer. So, like, not only did he costume this movie, which is one of the most successful movies of all time, but he made a shit ton of money on it because. He had decided early on, like, he could just kind of, he's like, man, this is going to be something. He invested in the movie. Like, he he basically, he was like, how much can I get some points on this thing? Or whatever they called it back then, you know? And he, he made, what, $200,000 at the time, which is $4 million in today's m- m- uh, money, right? Mm-hmm. And so... This guy who had only ever done costume shit ever, that's it. When he gets this four million dollars, he doesn't think, Oh, great, now I'm good, or all my family's gonna be okay. I should probably invest in more costume stuff or whatever. He goes, I'm gonna do a birth of the nation myself. He's like, I, I've got to do some shit like this. And so he comes up with the spirit of 76 because he wanted to do for the revolutionary war what dw griffith had done for the civil war right so the film's going to be set during the american revolution including all all the racism well yeah duh yeah right yeah okay what what are you talking about right Um, i even do this otherwise yeah yeah yeah, it doesn't wouldn't really make sense uh otherwise i don't think i'm sorry i I clicked uh, clicked the wrong thing and got screwed up uh on my notes anyways so 
because now here's the thing this is going to be obviously a very very patriotic movie and at, you know america has always loved patriotic movies there's not really a bad time to put one out however this is 1917 i think we all know what happened in the world in 1917 right there's a, a germany is the doing great their war the great war germany Spanish is, flu that's yeah all of that of uh the five-year anniversary of the titanic sinking um all sorts of things so we had just teamed up with the british to go fight the germans and now there's this movie coming out that is about america and the british fighting each other right well he's like i've got a solution for why that if that would piss anybody off he's gonna have at the very end of this movie it ends with uncle sam and the british uncle sam which did you know they had one no what uncle hey, Nigel? I, I didn't know that what they had one about? and i wish that i okay. looked up a picture maybe i should share my screen and try to find one it's uh it's john bull do you have you ever heard of john bull no so it's literally the exact same thing as uncle sam but in england and they called it john yeah. bull john yeah, bull allow- need john bull needs you yeah, 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 right. exactly. Okay. Uh, so he had them holding hands, and it and at the end of the movie it said, <laughs> "Gay, you're super gay, dude." And it, 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 hey, by the way, it gets gayer. And at the bottom it said, <laughs> "And now join together in a still greater fight for the liberty and democracy of the whole world." Right. So this movie is, like I said, insanely patriotic, like almost just fucking too on the nose, like. It's just got a mishmash of all, just all the greatest hits. Like, it's got the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, the Battle of Lexington, the signing of the Declaration, Patrick Henry's Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. Pretty good speech. Um, But, you know, because he wanted to make it accurate, it also showed British soldiers committing war crimes because they did that. That's Mm -hmm. what happened. Um, so he wanted to premiere it in Chicago, but the head of the censorship board, get, get a load of this name, Major Medalist Lucilius Cicero Funkhauser said it was too, <laughs> he said it was too offensive. Um, he even went so far as to say that it had clearly been financed by the Germans as a piece of pro-German uh, propaganda. So he's like, so he's like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. So Goldstein's like, what are the scenes that you think did that or whatever? Uh, he tells him and he's like, OK, so he cuts the scenes that were deemed offensive, showed it to a private audience of judges and reporters who said, like, no, that's fine. I don't think that's pro-German. In fact, they said, like, no, this is the this is the opposite. Like, this is very, you know, patriotic. This is this is wonderful. This is exactly what America needs. Funnily enough. That Funkhauser dude ended up being thrown out of office for being pro-German. So mm-hmm. thou doth protest too much, I, could, I say. Shit, I mean, Funkhauser? I can't believe <laughs> yeah, it. right. Exactly. And the yeah. other uh, names were Italian. You know what I mean? This is yeah, Mussolini. Yeah, they sounded like fun- They sounded yeah. like ancient Rome, ancient Rome mixed with German. It's like yeah. this guy was a tyrant. I can't believe it. Uh, right. It is funny that at the time, like he, this was basically a blatant ripoff of Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation came out and it like displayed black, portrayed black people as subhuman monsters, basically. And the whole world was like, God, what a 
what an artistic <laughs> achievement. What a piece of work. Bothered no one. Right. <laughs> then this movie comes out and it shows British people doing what British people did. And everybody was like, well, this ain't going to fly. This is right. going to bother people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is, we're talking about fucking 1917. It's right. not, none of that is surprising to me at all. But it is like funny to think. I mean, it's well, funny no, no, no. To me as a white guy to think about. <laughs> the first, hold on. The first part isn't surprising where the birth of the nation didn't piss anybody off. But to me, and again, like now that I, when you put it in the context of like, we were joined up with the British during in the a war. war against sure, the yeah, right. Sure. But like, it's just wild for me to think there was ever a time in America where the general consensus of people would be, we're being too, I think this movie reflects too poorly on the British as it pertains to the goddamn Revolutionary, Revolutionary War. War. Right. Well, Get even the fuck like, out of here. You know, I mean, I was, you know, I know you share the opinion. One of my favorite movies of our of our childhood is Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Yes, uh, you know, uh, and. I, I remember, you know, Jason Isaacs fucking rules. He's as one the of the villain, best actors as of the our time. villain in that movie. He's one of the he he's awesome in everything. He crushes as the villain yeah. in the Patriot. And I remember hearing that like the descendants, the British descendants of that guy, of that British officer, his living British descendants, like I think sued the production, got all pissed off because because they were like, <laughs> he made him look like a monster. Is fucking this ain't fair? Whatever, which. I hear them, right? I'd always heard that over the years and never looked into it. And then like five or six years ago, that somehow came up and I was like, I wonder whatever happened with that. And mm -hmm. I checked it out and I found the real guy that they were descended from that they were talking about. And I looked the real guy up and I was like, I don't know. He was kind of a dickhead. Like, Loretta I did that like, shit. He, he, yeah, right. He was in wartime and he did a bunch of wartime shit. So I immediately lost all sympathy for those people. I was, I was yeah. like, he was, look, he was... You know, he was doing wartime shit as a colonialist oppressor or whatever. He wasn't hitting. You know what I mean? And I'm, we had plenty of people on our side that were awful too. But like, don't try to act like your great, 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 great papa was a fucking saint because he wasn't right. from what I can find, you know? So, yeah. And we have British people that listen to this show and whom I love and respect. And listen, I know America ain't without its faults, but in the American Revolutionary War, at least when we tell it, Yuns was the baddies. Okay. At least I mean, I also I gotta say I kind of gotta give it up to them a little bit. I've always felt like they take it on the ten. They do. There's been plenty. There's like, well, you know, we did try to conquer the world and all right. that. You know, I guess guess there'll be some sour grapes from all the colonies. Right. Well, you, you'll have that, won't you? Right. That's their no, general cool like it. outlook on it, which is like fair and appropriate. I've always felt like that's how they've. uh you know, responded to the whole thing. Cause yeah, we've done, there's been plenty of revolutionary war movies and stories and all this stuff. And they're always the you bad never guys. Hear a word. And I, it, no, and they, yeah, they seem to not care to me, which I do appreciate. Cause I just, right. like, they know they're like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, we did tax them without that, representation. It did that whole know, bit I mean? with like, the troubles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they seem to pretty much roll with it. It's also like when you're at sort of the tippy top for so long, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just not bothered by, of course not by the, you know, the, the fucking feelings of the subjects or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll, you know, I'll let them have that fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's yeah. That's how it feels to me. So they've always been pretty cool about it. And look, man, every war movie is definitely this to a degree. And the Patriot is a prime example 
of pro-U.S. propaganda, but yeah. it rules, and I love it. And I, right. you know what I mean? Like I'm not, uh, con- I'm not like dumb to the fact that it's fucking U.S. propaganda, but it's great. Um, right. So, anyways, he he, like I said, he cuts all this stuff from the movie, and they're like, yeah, okay, it's good. So on May 28th, it premiered to rave reviews. Um, uh, but Goldstein estimates that all the delays cost him about what today would be around a million dollars, right? So in November, the movie premieres in Los Angeles. But days later, the U.S. attorney confiscated the movie and arrested Goldstein under the Espionage Act, right? So... The film was denounced as anti-British and was accused of inciting mutiny and refusal of duty by the American military. He's arrested under the Espionage Act, becoming the first and only American jailed for produ- producing a patriotic film. The film was banned, and here's the reason that you've never really heard of it. All known copies were confiscated and destroyed by the government. Now, yeah. when this dude, you know, he's obviously confused as shit because he he cuts all this stuff out he gets you know these people in chicago telling this is fine um and also everyone seems to like it and now he's possibly going to jail and he doesn't really understand what's going on he also thought i'm sure at one point he quoted randy marsh and saying i thought this was america right and He's trying so hard to get a lawyer, but literally no, and he had plenty of money to get a lawyer, but none of the top lawyers wanted to represent him because of the stink it would have put on them for people assuming that they were pro-German because all the word on the yeah, street. Th- what's the guy's name? Uh, Goldstein. Name? Right. So yeah. like, I know this is pre- There you go. Pre-World War Two, but it's also like- yeah. A, for those loggers and stuff, the dude was also Jewish. But it is, even though it's pre-World War II, it is kind of funny that people are like, this, this goddamn Jew loves Germany too much. That's just, You know what I mean? It's like that was the the charge against him was that he was too too pro-Germany. But I'm not surprised that people didn't want to represent him and stuff as a Jew in 1917. For sure. So when they went to court, they showed parts of this movie, obviously, as evidence. And apparently not all of the things that it didn't hit for some people were taken out there were still like british soldiers committing war crimes and stuff in it and when and they showed the whole movie go ahead well we just we literally have an an amendment in the bill of rights Uh yeah based on british soldiers not hitting right yep the fucking is it the third amendment or the fourth it's one of the ones that never comes up anymore because why would it but it's it's the one about quartering yeah right yeah Yeah, exactly we have a whole amendment in the bill of rights based on the dickheadery of the british soldiers right so like you know i don't know seems fair to me agreed we also have a bill in the goddamn thing that gives you freedom of speech to make fucking movies and shit so anyways um so they're, they're, they play the whole movie for the judge and the jury and all that stuff. And, but all these scenes where that were the uh, damning scenes, they slowed only them. They slowed them down to extra slow motion for like dramatic effect. And like when you put all of those scenes together, the ones that are really getting him in trouble for this, they're really only about 2.5 seconds of the whole movie. Like 2.5, like almost subliminal shit, 
how can 2.5 seconds even provide enough material to change anybody's mind or piss anybody off? Well, you when you I mean? slow it the fuck down, you know what like I you, mean? You got a British person like beating an American or something. It's like, oh yeah, fuck it. And that's it. That's 2.5 seconds right there. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like you, we already used that time up. I don't understand. I mean, to me, you might've said it earlier. It might clearly just be someone with an agenda that wants to go after a Jew for anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, but anyways, it did not go well for him, and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison and a $5,000 fine. For um, what? For anti-American. Yeah, treason, anti-American, yeah, right, yeah. pro-Germany shit. Crazy. Um, so after making serving, a movie where the after, Brits don't hit? God after damn. Serving, after serving three years, Goldstein was released on parole in 1920. In 1921, Goldstein's sentence was commuted by President Warren G. Harding. Don't hit. And he mm -hmm. was released from prison. Goldstein attempted to sue the government for damages, but like that didn't work. He later moved to Germany where he worked in the film industry. In 1933, Goldstein was arrested by the Nazis and sent to a concentration camp. His yep. fate after, and after 13, 1938, nobody knows where, the, what the fuck happened to him. The spirit of 76 is considered a lost film. Um, there's a single reel was discovered in the 1960s, but you can't see this whole thing. Um, in 1996, the, that single reel was selected for preservation in the United, in the United, uh, United States national film registry. I said all that to say this, this is fucking crazy that I've never heard of this. Um, but I want to say this, that's fucking cancel culture. God damn it. That, oh, yeah. that shit. And what did he get canceled for? Making a fucking movie about the fucking revolutionary war. Shut right. the fuck up. Yep. Preach it, buddy. I know. Well, I mean, even just in the comedy world, dude, like, it, it, the, like, just bring up Lenny Bruce. Like, Lenny Bruce went to jail how many times? Went to actual jail. All the for time. The jokes he was telling all the time. And we all love and worship Lenny Bruce, and rightfully so. But I'm saying, like, ain't none of you motherfuckers going to jail. And I'm not either. None of us are going to jail out here. So, like, yeah, stop bitching about cancel culture. No, that's a good point. It is why, like, I wonder if you said he ended up going to Germany to work in their film industry. It's like, I wonder if it's a cart before the horse thing. He got accused of being pro-German, and I wonder if it pushed him in the direction of being pro-German. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but either way, as soon as you said he went to Germany in like the late 20s or whatever, working in the film industry, I just pictured DJ Khaled in my head like, congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and then it did uh, It did go that way. Yep, it Rest sure did soul. go that way. But anyway, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's some wild shit. I never heard that story either. That's some I good stuff. Either, man. That blew yep. me away. You got some, uh, what are they called? Airmail? Airmail Air for us. Yeah, let's I do sure it. do. Here's the subject line. Skew from a preacher. Y'all can use my name. Hey, fellas, I'm a fellow Southerner and a longtime listener of Well Read, and I love POA and Weekly Skews. I'm also a Presbyterian minister and a hospice chaplain. Good on you. I've been in the SKU universe since I was in seminary, all through my chaplaincy training and in my first years of full-time work. Just writing to say how much I appreciate your critiques of organized religion. The church universal, i.e. the church everywhere, has done terrible things throughout history and propagated terrible, destructive views. Christians need a reminder that what we do and what we believe matters. Y'all are a reminder that for me. Y'all are a reminder of that for me. I appreciate you and keep telling the truth loudly and proudly. She's clearly talking about our episode about the Pope uh, banning all the cats, I believe. Reverend Lauren. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, cops? Do that. 
Okay. <laughs> Subject line: Mystery of Oak Island. Hey guys, I wanted oh, to yeah. say. I wanted to say y'all should do a deeper dive on Oak Island, uh, a.k.a. the Money Pit. It very much would tickle your fancy. Rich and poor alike have spent over 200 years trying to find the treasure. There are theories that it's Masonic in nature. They also think it can be the lost Holy Grail uh, in William Shakespeare. Teddy Roosevelt and many other prominent Americans have spent fortunes trying to dig it up. The guys who Mm -hmm. currently have the TV show are actually brothers. The younger brother was a major gas oil magnate in the Midwest and used some of his retirement money to fund his older brother's dreams of finding the treasure. He was a postman until he retired. The United States Postal Service uh, until he retired from the United States Postal Service and began hunting on Oak Island. The two brothers bought up the land from two old geezers who'd been fighting with each other for years and trying to find the treasure while being poor as hell. Just food for thought. I'd also like to, before you say what you're going to say, mention that I happened to get a notification from YouTube. Uh, I try not to read the comments on POA because oftentimes they make me mad, but somebody had said it was about Oak Island. God damn, it's something to the effect of, God damn, Trey is butchering the fuck out of this Oak Island shit. Just thought you should know. Well, I feel like I barely even talked about it. I agree. Which is related to what I was about to say to this person. Like, (laughs) in talking about treasure hunters and explorers and stuff, and I found out about Oak Island, the reason I didn't even want to go that far into it is because I found out there's like 14 seasons of a History Channel show or whatever, which I did mention. And I was like, well, that sounds like pretty well-worn territory to me sure. uh you know i'm not saying it's not an interesting story but that when i saw that i was like well that you know it's not like i can cover in eight minutes what history channel has done in 14 seasons worth of tv or whatnot i'm sorry i still managed in spite of that to disappoint that other person who was listening i apologize <laughs> well <laughs> one last one here and i i swear to you last week as soon as we started talking about this i've been waiting for this email uh subject line mexican water and montezuma's revenge me too from, from you know who this is from hey boys mexican correspondent lady s to chat quickly chime in on water business you guys are both right about the drinking water how the fuck is that possible us both being right trey do not drink the tap water ever not just because it's gross hard water with rocks and all kind of trash in it, at least in my shithole ancestral home in the Sonoro, the Sonoran Desert, mm-hmm. water treatment facilities in a lot of places do not clean the tap water as well as you should hope. So it's closer to reclaim water that you would see used to water parks and golf courses than regular tap slash drinkable water. You can drink it, but I wouldn't suggest it. We, Mexicans, buy purified water for drinking, cooking, and brushing our teeth, usually in five-gallon jugs and bottled water. Every Latino I know in the U.S. or Mexico will have either a water cooler like you'd see in an office or a sink attachment to filter the water. It's mostly habit. But you're kidding yourself if you think L.A. water isn't the lowest tier tap water you can drink without dying. That shit always surprises me with how terrible it is, and I lived there for the first 24 years of my life. When you travel almost anywhere outside of your usual geographic area, there are different germs and whatnot in the water. Sorry. People that live there can drink it just fine since their gut biome can handle it. When you're on vacation and drink different water, your stomach goes crazy trying to fight all the new, slightly different water germs that it hasn't seen. So it goes crazy and becomes a choro fest, a.k.a. you get the bubble gut and it might squirt out of either end, a.k.a. your butthole. 
Some people lovingly call it Montezuma's revenge, you know, for the conquistadors being assholes and taking over. Same thing happened to me when I went to Amsterdam, Barcelona, Rome, and London. Not super harsh, but I still had some mild gut trouble because it was new water. After about two weeks of drinking new water, you'll stop having those issues. So, both of you are correct in why the water in other places does not hit. Stick to bottled water and drinks unless you made it yourself with purified water. Beer is also acceptable. You're on vacation. Have some fun. P.S. I love that Corey is a cannibal now. He was pushing for a Soylent green type solution a few months back while he was high on cortisone. Also, you can't eat horses in the U.S. because we drug them up as much as we do people. So it's basically toxic meat. Why we shouldn't eat people either, not including ethical concerns. Love you like chicken, Lady S. Okay, so... <laughs> We talked about it last week and all week long, you said you've been waiting on this email all week long in my head. I've been like, I've been like, why did I act like, uh, cause I did say, I was like, I heard Mark Norman, another comedian who also doesn't know anything. I was like, I heard Mark Norman say that they can't drink water down or whatever. And the whole week I've been like, why did I say that? Like, I, like, I've just been expecting somebody to come in and be like, you really think Mexicans can't drink their own water? I've just uh -huh. been waiting on that. Right. Nailed it. So you started that wait, you started that email out with that, but then she said she's like, No, you're both right. She said Latinos don't drink their own water. They got water uh -huh. coolers and all this stuff. But then she seemed to imply that she seemed to imply both that they don't drink their own water, but also that people in whatever place did get adjusted to their own water. So I'm still kind of a little bit confused. And the last thing I'll say is you're talking about LA water not hitting. I'm not I'm not disputing you. I'm just saying this is how trash I am. L.A. water, like, famously don't hit for people. People trash L.A. water all the time. I'm a huge water drinker and straight from the tap type of dude because I'm garbage. I've lived in L.A. for seven years now, and as soon as I got, I remember I moved here, and, like, right after getting here, I'd, I'd, like, fill a cup up out of the sink or whatever, and people would see that and be like, oh, my God, you're drinking the water? You drink the yeah. tap water here? And that's always happened. I've never stopped. It's never bothered me either the taste or the results, like it's never fucked me up. I don't, I just don't, I'm not saying it's good water, but I don't. So hell, maybe, maybe I could drink the water in Mexico. I don't yeah, know. LA is about as Mexico adjacent as America gets. I feel like, and For uh, sure. everybody acts like LA's water is God awful. And it's never bothered me. Not nary the first bit. So, you know, maybe it'll be all right, but yeah, I'm still unclear though on the Mexican water situation as of right now. Me too. It, that was the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in doubt of emails. It was because she said <laughs> she said she's like every Latino I know has a water cooler or water <laughs> bottles or whatever because they don't drink the water. But then she also said people in those places, they can drink the water. It's like, right. well, I, well, I still don't know which one it is. So, yeah. You know, but anyway, Lady S, write us back. I'm sure she will. All right. Trey, where are you going to be uh, this weekend, Bubba? Uh. This coming next weekend, I'll be in St. Louis, I believe, and then Indianapolis, and then I got DC and Virginia coming up and some other places too. Go to TreyCrowder.com, get your tickets, come and see me. That's it. Yeah, go to BonusCorey.com so you can get my bonus things uh, and also listen to our other podcast, Well Read and Weekly Skews, and get our book, Round Here and Over Yonder, wherever you get your books. And more importantly, tell all your friends about putting on airs. Like, subscribe, download, tell all your friends, and stay fancy, motherfuckers. Skew.
three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down the Korean tray and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. And MLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out no house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com.